Brittany, round two. So I'm going to do what one of my favorite podcasts does, My Favorite Murder. If you like true crime, go listen. But they have a correction corner because they always screw up at least one thing <laughs> about a case that they're talking about. So we're going to have a correction corner as well um, because in the first episode, I said, well, Britney is probably a popular name in, the, in 98 because of Britney Spears. Well, I fact checked myself and Britney Spears didn't start singing until 99. That wasn't her first album didn't even come out. But so yeah. moral of the story is we don't know why my parents named me that. Um so there wasn't even a good reason. Not even yeah. Britney Spears was around at that time. Yeah, so. no good reason. And this is really a correction, but another disclaimer, our mic is We're still, still broke, guys. We're still broke, okay? We're still broke. I have not come into a, a dead family member's inheritance over the week, so we're still broke. Yeah, so... Bear with us. Bear with us with the quality. I swear the humor will, will overweigh the mess. The content... The content quality. over quality. No. Wait, I thought that was it. Quality is it quality over content? Is that what usually people say? No, whenever you say content or quality, it's like we're just trying to get contact. The content on we don't care if it's good no, or not. No, it's qu- oh quality over quantity. Oh sorry guys. That was a mistake. But you go you miss this sentiment. Anyway. sentiment. So yeah. Um yeah, we're gonna talk about a lot of things this podcast. So keep listening. Enjoy. So Nobody's asked this yet, but I feel like they might if people actually listen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big that's a big factor. A big if, if people actually listen to this. Um, like why did we name it Teehee? Okay, so I suggested the name. We both came up with it was like the child of my strange brain, but it was an inside joke. Yeah, so uh, has any has anybody played Webkins? I'm sure you guys have. If you are a late 90s, early 2000s baby, I'm sure you've played Webkins at some point in your life. There are these characters on Webkins called Zingos, I think. Wacky Zingos. The Wacky Zingos. And there was this game, like one of the little Webkins games you could play, and you would like hit a Zingo as far as it could go with a bat and launch them. It really is, and you try to explain it out loud, but... They would then, if they fell into, like, water, like, you know, you hit them a certain way and there might be a lake and they fell into water, the, the reaction they would have would they'd be like, tee that's cold. And <laughs> me and Haley say that to each other a lot. Like, if we go outside and it's cold, I'll be like, tee that's cold. You know, we just do that. Well, tee is like laughter. Like, someone's like, tee And, you know, the common phrase nowadays, like, spill the tea. It's yeah. like, talk about... You like spill some truth, so you know, I gotta talk about the gossip, like you know, something like that. Yeah, um, conspiracies, sure. (laughs) Um, So we decided to mesh spilling tea and laughing into the tea he. And there you go. When you explain it out loud, it sounds a lot weirder and like. Yeah. But I mean, we thought it was cute. Yeah, we thought it was funny. A lot of y'all probably out there being like, what the, what, the what the heck is that? Why? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Explain yourself. But yeah, there we go. So that's that's the birth child of our combined brains. <laughs> the tea. The tea. Speaking of the tea, let's talk about college and where we go to college. Oh, <laughs> everything that's wrong with it. And what? <laughs> everything that we hate There's about There's good it. things about college. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're both seniors. Have we mentioned that? Probably in our bio or someplace Ma- yeah. on the interwebs yeah. that we're both seniors. Um, Haley, what are what do you major in? Uh, interior design. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I don't deal with HGTV. Get that out of my face. Oh, okay. There we go. We're spilling tea already. Yeah, already. Um, <laughs> so tell us some things about the interior design. Just... What is it? What is it like being an interior design major? What are, What are misconceptions that you hear all the time about being an interior design major? Just Just let it off your chest, girl. Okay, right. So being an interior design major here at Mississippi College, it's I like it because our department's really small. Like there's only three seniors who are graduating wow. this year, me and two other girls, and so it's really nice having a small um, department. But <laughs> I have some stories uh-huh. about, like, whenever I tell people my major. So a lot of my friends love you all to death, but whenever, like, I tell them. <laughs> uh, to you out there, if you're listening. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm interior design. A lot of them are like, oh, so you can come, like, pick out my couch and pillows and curtains and stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, anybody can do that if you have eyes. Like, <laughs> I like how sassy that is. I mean, yeah, anybody can do it if you have two eyeballs. <laughs> or even funny. if you have one eyeball, I'm pretty sure you can still pick out a couch. You should be like, well, if you watch so much HGV, HGTV, then yeah, do you're it yourself. an expert. Yeah, yeah. You're, no, no. <laughs> but so, like, I mean, yeah, like I can do that. And like some interior designers, like that is what they do. Like, mm-hmm. like they, like they decorate. That, that's fine. But I'm not getting a degree so I can decorate a house. I'm getting a degree for your friends right like um what i want to do for my major is I want to do more like commercial projects like office buildings restaurants mm-hmm. um heck maybe even like sports stadiums like that'd be wow to take on so i'm looking to work in an architecture firm you know but as an interior designer because some are ar- like architecture firms have an interior mm-hmm. design department within so i'm looking at that that's exciting yes very exciting. Big things. Big things. Like the stadium. That, that's a big thing. Yeah. It's a very um, large object. So another story I have. Um, me and my boyfriend went to Arkansas last summer. Was it during the summer? Yeah, yeah I think so. I think yeah, it was last summer. And because his grandparents have a cabin in Arkansas. And his aunt and uncle also live up there. So we drove, you know, through to see them. And his aunt... Um, and whenever I told her my major, she was like, well, I hope you have a backup plan. Oh, and I was like, excuse wow, me. I, I relate to that. I was, like, I was like, excuse me, what? And she and she was like, well, I had a friend who had a degree in interior design. And now and the only work that she can find is selling furniture. Um, and I'm like, well, some interior designers do go into furniture design and they do like. Also, what's wrong with selling furniture? Someone's got to do it. What's wrong with selling furniture? I mean, if you hate it, then go do something else. It's not working at McDonald's. Why why is she acting like selling your couch is, like, drug dealing? (laughs) Why? No, so, like, some interior designers, like, they do go into furniture. That's very common. But I'm like... Because that's part of interior design. Right. And we're like, and if you find the right place and if you're good at what you do, you get paid well. Mm -hmm. So, like, why is that such a bad thing? I'm like, no, I don't have a backup plan. This is it. Don't you love, though, when people just... Assume. Okay, people in the arts, uh, th- this is a good lead-in because, okay, so I'm a music major. I'm a double both, music major. Both in the arts. So. <laughs> We're both in arty section things. Um, I'm a collaborative piano major and a vocal performance major. And I will say one of my biggest pet peeves is like what you just said, is that people either acting like, 
a music major is not a serious major. It's not a stable or, career. Or, or a stable career. Or that I won't be able to find any long-term job. Or that I'm going to be poor my entire life. Okay, that's probably true. But also, I don't need that coming from you. <laughs> I already think about that on a daily basis. Um, but also that I need a backup plan. Like, I hear those kind of things all the right. time. Especially the the not so serious like your major is not that serious i sure you don't like or you don't have to work as hard because it's fun like there's yeah. this misconception that music yeah. is like only a hobby and if you try to do it as career it's kind of because you had no other alternatives see i never heard that whenever i was a nursing major for one semester oh yeah <laughs> see but like i never heard that because like my first semester in college i did nursing because family pressure and i had wasn't sure if interior design was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I did nursing's, nursing, and so whenever people asked me, I was like, in a nursing major, and they're like, oh, really cool, like, that's great. Oh my gosh, you work so hard. Yeah, you're like, I mean, you're, you're gonna get paid so well. And I'm like, I, I'm i just confused at where that stops with the arts. Like, you, you know, I, I yeah. don't understand. It's like, I, I feel like the arts are so hard in a unique way because you're presenting yourself especially as a vocal performance major i mean pianists get it too but as a vocal performance major like that is my voice it is part of my identity to the core of who i am as a human being and whether i'm talented or not is how like that that bases off a lot of my career like i am literally an athlete I have to take care of my body like an athlete does. I have to watch what I eat on certain days. I can't drink caffeine on certain days. I have to drink a certain amount of water to be hydrated so I can phonate eff- like efficiently. Like being a singer is hard. And it is not just, oh, I got up on a stage in front of my friends and sang a little ditty. <laughs> so I'm like on a soapbox right yeah. now. But like we have to practice hours a day outside of just homework. Like I've had to write three papers this week. And what people don't see is that I also have to practice two to three hours a day. I'm also having to go audition for grad schools, which I have to travel, you know, to different states. I have to prepare like an hour's worth of music to audition in front of people. Like it's nerve wracking. It's difficult. It's tiring. It's stressful. But it's also one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my entire life because music is such a universal language. And I'm sure you feel that same way. Like interior design like it's something that connects people the arts are just a universal language that people speak and bringing joy to people through your career is honestly one of the most rewarding things yeah and a lot of people don't realize that with interior design there's more than just the aesthetics of it there's Mm -hmm. more than just the outside because i've had to do so much research and write Mm -hmm. so many papers because also, you have like, to do like blueprint stuff blueprint, that yeah. I look at and it looks like a foreign Russian, language. yeah, basically. <laughs> so like, it's not just like things being pretty. Like, there's so many codes mm-hmm. and like regulations that you have to know. You have to follow it to a T, mm-hmm. or else this this project's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. This project's going to have to be scrapped, and like all your hard work is like out the window. And there's so much research because it's always changing. You know, like they're always trying to find new ways of like doing interior spaces and mm-hmm. floor designs and all kinds and there's of a lot of psychology that goes into it mm-hmm. like a lot of color psychology and just like how people react whenever they're stuck inside a building versus outside mm-hmm. or like what kind of lighting you know will make people feel better mm-hmm. and work harder inside than you know that's, yeah that's a lot of 
It's a lot of detail work, and people just don't realize that unless you're in it. Yeah, because like the only fruit of your labor that you see is the aesthetics of it. Yeah, because like unless you do, um, what was the word? Can't think of the word. But like it's basically a survey that you do like after the project is completed and after like people have moved into the space. You do a survey to see like how much better they like the space or if they like it Mm -hmm. more than the old space or like. You know, if it's changed the way they work, especially in, like, office spaces. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you like designing better? Because I've seen multiple projects you do. Like, you had to do a restaurant. You had to do, like, a lobby to a hotel. You had to do, like, offices. Like, yeah, what's been fun. your favorite project you've designed? Oh, my favorite project. Um, I did, last year, I did two projects that were actually my favorite. My senior capstone project, which was a, we could choose like what kind of space it was, but we had like a specific shell that we had to stick to, mm-hmm. and it was a record and apparel shop. And I thought it was really cool because it was in it was in an older building, so we had to take like historical codes into consideration mm-hmm. whenever like design design the space. And I end up ended up putting a like platformed area where like people could sit around and listen to music, mm-hmm. or like at nights on weekends you pull in a live band mm. to play in the space so that was really fun because i had to do two different floor plans to like different have those, options yeah, yeah different options that's really cool but then my favorite project i also did last year it was an office space you've seen a lot of that one. yeah i saw a lot of the office space yeah. um it was an office space i put it into denver colorado and it was a real estate oh uh, yeah i remember it yeah and i really liked that project because i mean it looks really nice like yeah it looks really the good project is really yeah, cool yeah it's really cool and yeah. Also, yeah. there's so much artistic, like, you're not painting. Like, a lot of people think, oh, artistic, like, drawing, painting. Like, I feel like interior design takes a lot of artsy, fartsy thing in, like, color. You have to be able to match color and knows what lo- know what looks good and style matching. And wallpapers mm-hmm. and floor and c- the color and, you know, materials you choose. Like, I wouldn't know the first thing. Like, I just can't look at a room and be like, this is the shape of couch that looks better with the height of the ceiling. Like, <laughs> that is so, like, a foreign concept to me. Yeah, and um, in the office space, in the lot, well, it was a very open office, so there weren't many walls. And the walls that were there were mostly, like, glass curtain walls. But in the lobby, um, I wanted to keep it very natural. I did, like, this light purple, like, lilac color and this light green color as, like, the main colors of the space. Mm-hmm. Because those two colors are, like, calming. But they also keep you like energized at the same time you know like a good medium and in the lobby i did um like like a like rock on the walls as like an accent mm-hmm. to tie in like the nature and like a bunch of plants That's awesome. and we also had to a requirement was to add four rooms that were uh, like rooms for like moms who are nursing or like if you need to take a, take a personal phone call mm. instead of stepping outside or like going to the bathroom you oh, have, that's you really have cool. a space like within the office that's soundproof very private, mm. and you can just sit in there. And That's do. really cool. Yeah, that was really fun to do. And we, we had to do a lot of research on that. Like, I had to write, like, a whole paper mm. and do a lot of research. The moral of the story is never tell somebody that their major needs a backup plan or isn't going to pay off well. This is four years of their lives that they're, or plus. Most of the time it's plus at MC. It's yeah. usually five years. There's a lot of super senioring that goes on. But, um... You know, don't ever tell because that just, first of all, it doesn't feel good ever to hear that. Or second of all, they put so much hard work behind the scenes that you don't know about. And 
like you you'll never understand unless you're in the major what is gonna happen mm -hmm. and like I'm sorry, but musicians, there are musicians that have jobs every day. For example, how do people even major in music unless they're actually music teachers teaching classes? A teacher is a job. A yeah. lot of people forget that musicians are teachers. Like, that, that's a full-time job. And so my professors here are people that have gotten bachelor's, master's, and doctors in music performance and are now teaching full-time at a university, making a good paycheck and also performing in their spare time for extra money, also have church jobs. Like some musicians are some of the most multi-talented and also like multitasking people I know where they'll have three or four jobs slash gigs going on at the same time. Well, especially for the arts, to want to major in something like in the arts, you have to be very passionate about what mm -hmm. you do and you have to be very driven because it'll get unless you are it'll get old real fast it'll get old real fast yeah. and you'll get tired of it and because sometimes there's not immediate gratification like right. growing as a musician takes a long time you can't just sit down and open a textbook and memorize it and get an a in a test your voice and your piano skills and your technique and your musicality and learning the ins and outs of music is such a growing process and it has to do with like you physically like my vocal cords. I can't open a textbook and all of a sudden learn how to sing a certain note a certain way that's in a, in a specific timbre. Like you have to practice and learn and when your body changes, so does your voice. Like that's the really disconcerting part. Yeah, Is you, at 30, my voice will sound sick. totally different. Oh. You get sick so often, I get, I'm scared. So y'all, I'm a sickly human, okay? I just get sickly all the time. And that's one of the reasons I'm not pursuing voice as a master's degree, I'm doing collaborative piano instead, is because if you are sick, you are out of a job mm -hmm. as a, as a you vocalist. You know, you've got to postpone things or you have to cancel things or you can't come to rehearsal or, you know, whatever it is. If you are sick, if you have a migraine, if, you know, you have a cough, if you have a runny nose, if you have a fever, it all directly affects your livelihood, which is so, which makes something like that so difficult um, to do. Y'all, just appreciate. Don't hate. Appreciate. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell a communications major that they don't work hard enough because their major is easy, even though we all know it's true. Like, I'm not going to say... Sorry. No offense to the communication majors. I'm just kidding. But, like, I, I'm not going to say that to anybody. Right. That's so inconsiderate. Unconsiderate? Disconsiderate? In inconsiderate. That sounds... <laughs> Sorry. For a hot second, my brain said, no, disconsiderate. And I was like, wait, unconsiderate? Ah, what was the word? And this is why she's doing music and anything else. <laughs> I'm not an English major, guys. No. <laughs> so speaking of that, I think we're going to start interviewing people on our podcast with yeah. different majors. Because we have a lot of friends who are, like, not in our majors. Yes. Um, surprisingly, we have friends. I know. I know, right? It's not it's not just us. Um, but already one of our good friends, and he'll listen to this podcast later, Ethan Sagan. Love you. Um, <laughs> love you, you're Ethan, if you're listening. Uh, he's a history major, former music major, turned history major, and we're going to interview him soon coming and up. And his love with Queen Elizabeth. Well, we'll let him explain yeah, his right. fetish with Queen Elizabeth. But I think every history major has a certain point in history or a certain historical figure that they're just kind of secretly in love with. Yeah, that they're like fixated on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be very offended when he listens to this podcast. But he knows it's, so, all in, yeah. it's all in good it's fun. It's all in good fun, Ethan. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, guys. So 
We're still reeling from last night. What did we do last night, Haley? We watched the finale of Love is Blind. Oh, my. And I'm sure so many of y'all have, like, caught the fire that is Love is Blind. Yeah, it's trash reality TV, but... But it's incredibly addicting. Yeah. I I, I can't explain how it's... Like, the first episode, I remember turning it on the first episode being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe these people do this. This is ridiculous. And then by episode four, I was like, I need them to get married. They're beautiful (laughs) for each other. So crazy. So here's the premise. If you don't know what Love is Blind is, it's this TV show experiment thing where... Like, how many people was it? They like started 15? off with a lot. I don't know, but they started off with a lot of people that didn't end up going, like, through yeah. to the, like, coupling process. It was just, like, a bunch of random strangers, um, like, girls and guys, and they go into, like, like, these areas that are separated called the pods, and they just talk to each other without, like, ever seeing them. So they have mm-hmm. to fall in love. And, like, what? Se- they have, like, seven days to find like someone and fall in love and, like, get engaged to them without even seeing them. Which is literally insane. insane. Yeah. But so only six couples got engaged, but only five couples made it to the wedding day. Yeah, because there's like different stages. So what happens is they get engaged. If they say yes, then you're going to see each other face to face afterwards. But then you go to Mexico for how long? Was it a week? It was like a week. Yeah. For like a pre-honeymoon. Like a pre-honeymoon kind of thing. You can see each other face to face, like spending one-on-one time. And then they moved to the real world, which how long did they have in the... It was a while. It was like it was like a month. It was like really? three weeks. To, it yeah, like it was like three weeks. weeks or something like that. Well, this whole time, if you're engaged, they're preparing for their wedding. Yeah. And so in three weeks, you have to get married. And at the wedding, you decide whether you're going to I do or you're going to walk away. Like at a wedding, like an actual ceremony with people sitting there and a preacher and you're in a dress and everybody's dressed in tuxes. Like the whole shebang. It's it's the it's very stressful. So only five couples made it to yes, the real world. To the real world. Um, we had a couple implode like while they were in Mexico. Like literally yeah. not even twenty four hours in right. Mexico. It was it was the best. It, it was. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I think for both of them it was good that neither of them became like a, a couple in the real world. Right. Um, so the five couples who made it. Okay, so who was your favorite couple? Tell me, um, tell them who they are and tell them why they're your favorite couple. My favorite couple, Cameron whether, and Lauren. Yeah, whether or not they got married, just who was your favorite couple? Cameron and Lauren. Okay, yeah, for sure. They're definitely a top contender. Yeah, a second favorite, Kenny and Kelly. Yeah, okay, but okay, first tell us why you like Cameron and Lauren. Um, because they were they were so adorable together yeah first and of all yes i agree cameron seems like such an amazing guy like he's a scientist so he, he's really smart mm-hmm. and um well cameron is white and then lauren is african-american mm-hmm. and so lauren had a lot of like reservations because she had never dated a white guy before but cameron had dated an african-american woman mm-hmm. and so he was like i'm prepared to take on any like and they made anything. it they made it work and it was awesome yeah, he, and yeah. He was like, I'm ready to take on anything that, like, the world throws at us. You like, if people, like, stop and stare, if people try to comment, I'm ready to deal with it. Yeah. Also, spoiler alert. This is a big spoiler alert that we're saying. So, if you, any of y'all have not seen the oh, show and yeah. don't want, like, everything spoiled, yeah. just, like, I, w- I won't say don't listen to the podcast. Please do. But just maybe fast forward. Maybe fast forward. We'll put a timestamp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. On Instagram. Um, but, and also, like, he was like, you know, when with our kids, you know, I'm so ready to have kids. And, like, I'm going to. He was precious. He was, he was probably one of my favorite characters. He was so precious. And also, he respect. I don't think 
so much respect for her. He's so much respect for her. The mutual respect between each other and the healthy way that they treated each other emotionally and physically, I think, was probably the healthiest of all the couples. Right. They didn't have crazy, like, ups and down fighting, screaming like some of the other couples did. Mm. They're both very much adults. Like, you get that that feel of, like... Yeah. We actually want to commit because we want to move forward in life, not because, you know, we lust after somebody. Yeah. Or, like, you know. there's just pressure because we're on a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I want to talk about Kenny and Kelly because I was a yes, big Kenny and Kelly fan the whole way through the show. They were my so, second favorite. Yes, Kenny and Kelly were, I think, my first favorite for a little bit until maybe, like, the last two episodes or so. Um, Kenny and Kelly were so beautifully normal. Like, even in the pods, you could tell they were the most level-headed normal people and they're both like kind of beautiful but not too beautiful so they're like a beautifully normal couple and Kenny was just so sweet and Kelly was just so sweet and they'd both been heartbroken before and they were like we're ready to do it right and we don't want to fall in love with looks well (laughs) they get okay so they get to Mexico Mexico goes great right and then in the real world, it also goes great. They, they meet their mutual families. Their, and their families parents, are literally the oh, same family. They're adorable. They get along so well. And they have dogs and they get along so well. And their mutual parents were so excited and happy for the, about the choice and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, this is awesome. They're going to get married. I'm so happy. Well, like the show before the finale, Kelly is talking to one of her future bridesmaids. And she's literally like, but I don't know if I 100% am in love with him. She has never said anything up to this point about not being attracted, not being in love. In fact, there are clips that she said that the physical attraction was definitely there, like after they met each other. And then all of a sudden, she starts saying, I'm not sure if I'm 100% infatuated. So she kept using... Infatuation. Yes, the word infatuation, which really got me going because that word is ridiculous. Love is not infatuation. No, in fact, I feel like the only thing that would be infatuation is lust. Yeah. Because infatuation fades really fast when real life starts getting messy and complicated and love is not about being head over heels infatuated with somebody it's about sacrifice it's about commitment it's about loyalty it's about caring so much for the yes it does not mean you're going to be totally infatuated with that 24 24 percent of the time i'm sorry 100 percent. i don't know why 24 24, yeah 24 7 100 percent of the time yeah um and so I was kind of ticked by that because she was like, infatuation. And then she kept saying in the real world, she would have never gone for a guy that looked like Kenny. Okay, Sam let me tell friend. you. Kenny is beautiful. He's like Ewan McGregor's doppelganger. I, he's gorgeous. Oh, and I don't know what she's talking about. She was like, he wouldn't be the type of guy I'd go for. I'm like, what do you go for, Zac Efron? Like, there's not very many people that are quite more beautiful than Kenny. He's in shape. He's blonde. He's got a little bit of facial hair, but not too much. He has a prominent jawline. I'm like, what else do you need, girl? How high are your physical standards? So there's all that going on. And then they get to the wedding, and she was acting kind of positive, like she was going to say yes. And we already knew Kenny was in 100%, which sucks because Kenny was never like, I doubt this. He was like 100% in. He's like, I'm going to say I do to her when we get up to the aisle. And then they made us guess whether or not Kelly was going to say I do. But then, but then, like, getting ready for the wedding, it seemed like she was going to say yes. Yeah. And so there's, like, this big emotional flip-flop. So she walks up there. She's in her dress. The whole audience is listening. The preacher says, Kelly, do you take this man, you know, rich or poor, blah, blah, blah. Can you? And Kenny had already said I do. They asked Kenny first. And Kenny said, I do. And then they get to Kelly. And she goes, I cannot. 
and, and literally just walks down the aisle, walks away. And I will say, Kenny took it unbelievably so well. well. But like, in front of the group of people, he was he was he gave he, a speech in front of everybody after he she speech, walked. He was very respectful, and he was like, "Look, this is a crazy situation, and I know it's going to be crazy for everybody." And he's like, "And I hope nobody's really hurt or offended by the situation." And so he literally was like normal, and then. He got angry behind scenes, but it wasn't because he was angry at Kelly. It was because these cameramen on the show would not get, show out, of not get out of his face. And they were asking him disrespectful questions about, like, do you still see yourself with Kelly? Blah, blah, blah. He's just been rejected at the uh, altar. And he was literally like, get out of my face. I'm not going to answer any of your questions. And they kept filming him. Yeah. Like, that's so and so it really was. And he got really mad. Um, okay. Who do you think was the craziest couple? Oh, my gosh. Jessica and Mark. Really? You think they were crazier oh. than G and Nina and Damien? Okay, okay, okay. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, first of all, okay, there's only two of the five couples said yes. Yes. So Lauren and Cameron said yes. Thank the Lord because yes. oh, they were so beautiful happy and I'm happy for them. Our other least favorite couple said yes. I thought Barnett was going to say no because he was literally having cold. He was having like a mental breakdown before yeah. the wedding and he was like getting cold feet and he was like, I don't fucking do this. And I was like, well, that sucks for her because she's been like nothing but gung ho about yeah. Barnett the whole 100%. time. Yeah. But they, he did say yes. They got married. And they looked Good really happy and cute. Good yeah. for them. But um, they were definitely not my favorite couple mm-hmm. personality wise. I did not like her. She was kind of like crazy and. I didn't like Barnett in the pods because he seemed no, like he a, a really big frat boy he and like was, player. Yeah. But then out of the pods, you know, like he was He, he was, grew up a little bit, I'll say. Yeah, like he yeah. was he was more responsible whenever you see him outside the pods. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think my craziest couple is definitely Damien and uh Giannina. Yeah, Giannina was Giannina was okay, when I say psychopath, like <laughs> emotionally damaging she's a very yeah toxic person right because like because she kept saying she like she was like i know that i self-sabotage i'm like if you know then why don't you do anything to prevent it or why aren't you trying harder to not you know yeah i I, it it was weird and then damien okay so what surprised me was how the tables turned though because She kept down in the relationship. She kept self-sabotaging the whole time. And I'm like, surely this girl is going to freak out at the wedding day and say no. And Damien's been the one that's been really consistent, really patient with her, trying to communicate. And it seemed like he was it. Well, they get up there and she gives this heartfelt speech and she goes, I'm I so sorry you. about all the things. I love you and I'm all yours. She literally says, quote, I'm all yours. And then... Damien, the whole time Damien looked like he was in physical fight. Like, yes. he was so, like, like his the camera, face. The camera would zoom in on his face, and his lips were quivering, and his red, his face was, like, so beat red. red. And I was like, oh, no. He's, like, on the This boy is going to say no. Yeah. Which, honestly, I'm so glad he did. Yes. Because she Good was a you. psycho. Good for you, Damien. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And it was hard because, of course, she acted like a psychopath, too, at the end. She was, like, screaming and yelling at him, and... She literally ran out of the entire building, ran down the street. I mean, okay, I understand being emotionally distressed. That would be yeah, emotionally running? distressing for everyone. But I'm not so... Uh, the running, I'm like, yeah, but you gotta get away. You know, sometimes you don't think... But the, the whole part about it afterward was how she tried to talk to him and deal with it. Oh, yeah. She was just um, They tried crazy. to talk to each other, you know, like, after. Like, they'd all, like, calm down. And Which then, none of the other couples did. No. But, so, like, G and Damien... They tried to sit down, and, like, she was like, well, we need to talk about this. But then as soon as they started talking about it, she she got him and just was, like, didn't want to talk about it. No, yeah. And she does, She did that throughout the show, though. So yeah. he would try to have a conversation, and 
she wouldn't under like l- l- let him speak or she would be like we have to work on conversation and then try to just negate everything he says or not take him seriously and that's what he was calling her out on and he's like i can't have the hot and cold of you being like oh i love you and then the next minute being like oh i hate you and i don't think i can do this you know and i don't blame him right i wouldn't uh-uh because he is even... really important and she was, was anything but anything but yes Okay, so, I want you to explain what happened with Mark and Jessica. So Mark and Jessica were my least favorite couple. Okay, not because of Mark. Yeah, because of Jessica. Let me hear. If you are listening, Mark, which I hope you are because I have the biggest crush on you, just to let you know, <laughs> um, it is none, uh, it is none yeah, of his fault Yeah, Mark did nothing all. wrong. He did everything right. He was loving, consistent, knew what he wanted from the beginning, was patient. all in with her, was pa- unbelievably patient with her. And then, please tell me, what did Jessica do the whole show? She was so worried about their age difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mark is 24, and Jessica was 34, 34. so it was 10 years. Like, yeah, that's a big age It gap. is. But... Okay, so, but, okay, what I would say is it is, and of course this whole, this is all precursing this, the fact that they have only known each other for, you know, a whole month, which of course is weird in any situation, right. but I'm, t- talk, we're talking about it in the bounds of, like, the show and the parameters they've been given and who dealt with it the best and who didn't. See, I was more Jessica upset. Jessica did not. I was more upset by the fact that Jessica let it go on for so long. Oh my gosh. I mean, she like, led him on so bad. And I and feel... Like she led him up to the wedding day knowing that she that was going to no. say no. And she... I just... Okay, she was my least favorite probably because um, Mark and her... Like, Mark... All he wanted to do was talk about it and talk about it. Well, first of all, she was my least favorite because she and Barnett in the pods had a connection. And she basically was acting, okay, so she had Mark and Barnett going at the same time. Yeah. And she was, like, on the fence. Well, one time in the pods, she told Mark that she was, like, all in and they had a great connection. Then the next time she talked to Barnett, she was like, oh, my gosh, I think I want to marry Barnett. Well, Barnett had three other women that he was seriously considering at the same time, and he chose uh, Amber. Amber. But um, Jessica, at one point, broke it off with Mark in the pods and then went back to Barnett, and Barnett turned her down. And so she went back to Mark. Okay, yeah. And basically, she went back to him because... She, then she acted okay. She was like, but our connection was so good. And Mark was the one that I connected with from the beginning. And she was basically just trying to cover up that Mark was kind of her second story. She was trying to um, convince herself. Yeah, basically. So then they get to see each other in real life. First of all, let me say, Mark... Okay, well, I'm saying this because Mark is, like, absolutely my type. Stocky, dark-haired, handsome, sweet... Also, they're both religious, which was wonderful. And, yeah. like, he was a fitness instructor, so really fit. And absolutely beautiful and wonderful. And <laughs> she, the whole time, acted like Mark was ugly, basically. Yeah. Like, she could never in her life be convinced to be attracted to someone like that. And in one scene, the craziest scene to me the whole show, was when she kind of got tipsy and then told Mark to his face that Barnett was hot and sexy and that she preferred him to Mark when they were the ones engaged to each other. Yeah. That and it pissed Mark off so bad that he went and slept on the couch, which I think he should have just left at that yeah, point. That was left. so ridiculous because then the rest of the show, she acted like she couldn't get over whatever it was, their age, or the fact that he didn't have the job she wanted him to have, or the fact that he wasn't her type that she would go for in real life, but she kept staying. And then she turns him down at the altar and 
poor Mark was yeah. so devastated. So that was like the biggest thing for me was that she she let it go on for so long knowing that she wasn't gonna be able to say yes. Yeah. So And then at one point one of the other awkward scenes was where she literally sat down and tried to convince Barnett that he shouldn't have been with Amber. Yeah. Yeah, and like the whole time Bar- Barnett was like, No, I'm really happy, I really like Amber. Yeah, Barnett yeah. was like, No, look, I, I really like this, we're doing great. And, and then Jessica, Jessica was, was like, like, I just can't see you with her. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. So, so, like, they were all living in apartments whenever they came to the real world. Mm-hmm. And they were all living in the same apartment complex. Um, and so, like, at this party that they were at, she was talking to Barnett. She was like, you know, sometimes I just walk around naked and stand in front of the window of the balcony. Basically telling him, hey, you should look at my naked body from the balcony. Uh, that was such a weird moment. It made me very uncomfy. Maybe very, yes. Uncomfy. I still am uncomfy about it, so... But then Barnett was a good boy. He was just like, look, Barnett was look, like, I'm happy with uh-huh, Amber. I love Amber. Please stop talking to me about your naked body. Yeah, oh, it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway, to sum this show up, it was a wild roller coaster of crazy drama and sometimes really adorable moments. And honestly, all around beautiful people. Yeah. They cast the show with like gorgeous people. Well they, well, they always do with like shows like this. Well, reality, yeah. I mean, have so. you seen The Bachelor? All the girls in The Bachelor are basically like the most beautiful. I hate the Bachelor. <laughs> and I hate I, the Bachelor. Okay, so talk about dumb. reality TV. That is one reality TV show I, I just can't watch. You cannot. I don't know. Love Island? No, thank you. Love Island either. It's just it's just weird. Also, Love Island is filmed with them in their bikinis, I think, the entire series. So basically what it is is it's just a thirst trap for people to watch shirtless guys. Yeah. Or which bikini I, clad or, women. Oof, which is so gross. That, yeah, ugh, I'm, no, I'm, thank I'm you. Fine. I'm really good with not objectifying the opposite sex. Thank you very yes. much. Okay. So that was our last night, and I ran out of the room multiple times. She did. Times. She literally like two times screaming. Screaming because first of all, Kenny and Kelly. Kenny and Kelly. When that happened, that I me. ran out screaming because they were my faves. And then Je- they're Jessica and Mark. And then Jessica and Mark. I ran out screaming because Jessica was such a rude. Like she was so rude afterward too. They interviewed her and she's like, "I have nobody to apologize to. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry." Well, and we're, she's be. like, "I don't regret it." I was literally like, oh my gosh, you don't regret the way you treated him at all? How much after you he's been no, Yeah, and after he's been nothing but incredible to you. And she even said that. She's like, I'm so glad you've been so nice. And this has been such a wonderful experience with you. I'm like, uh-uh. Please stop. Don't lie to me. But so, like, at the end of the series, he asked, like, almost everybody, like, do you think love is blind? And, of course, all of them are like, me, yeah. But I'm like, no. Uh, well no jessica being the b word she was at the end was like do i think love is blind i'm gonna try to do a jessica impression she had a really nasally voice and she's like yeah she's like do you think love is blind absolutely not um she's like the only one that said that even the other ones that got rejected at the altar were like yeah love is blind because they're all hopeful and whatever and she was like Basically, I hated this because I didn't get the guy I wanted, and then I let the guy that I did choose on the whole series. And I'm 34, and I'm almost old for kids, and I and, am better. And my hormones suck, so that's why I'm so rude all the time. They can't find it all. But uh, do you think love is blind, Brittany? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. I, I just... Love is such a weird it's so word, and it's so nuanced, and it's... I feel like you make things like this show. I think what the show was trying to do is make things uncomplicated because they were trying to take the physical factor out of it. 
So, you know, but it was just so, then and their personalities. But I feel like but it made it even but, but, but more. But for and Kelly and Jessica Mark, it was still a big thing. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. And also, like, I feel like it made it more complicated. Yeah. Because then it led people on that didn't see each other and didn't have a physical attraction, but were attracted to a voice and a personality. And then all of a sudden they had that disconnect. And I, I don't think it made it easier at all, in yeah. fact. I think it kind of made it more complicated. Also, I think people have the tendency to hide things. Oh, sure. You can't see them face to face. Like, sense, like, like for Amber Barnett, Amber has a lot of debt on credit cards because of makeup. And she has student loans and she has to start paying back. Well, she never like, didn't tell them that. But, but, but Barnett didn't find out about that until way after. It was like they were already living together. When they, were all, when they had to be face to face and they actually had a conversation about it because they were talking about living together after getting married and what that would look like. And like, she came out like a week before the wedding talking about that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. I feel like it just made it makes it more complicated in a way. I understand the sentiment of taking away the shallow, shallow element mm-hmm. of online dating and, and things like that. Um but I don't think it made it any easier. Right. So is Love Blind? No. I don't think But do I want a season two? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I want to watch people go through that process again because it was entertaining. The drama, the acting was pretty good. There was just a lot, and it was it was good. It was very juicy. So, what should the title of this episode be? We talked about a lot of things. Uh, we talked about so many things. We didn't um, have Walmart shootings to talk about this time. We're making fun of things. No. Um, I think we should. It should be love is blind? Question mark. <laughs> is it? Yeah, y'all can tell us what you think when you listen to this podcast. If you think love is blind, um, but I think that's gonna be all for today. We talked. Uh, today was we actually more lot. serious. Yeah, yeah I mean, today was we we dropped some truth bombs about majors and about what it's like to be a senior in college. This podcast um, is longer than our other one. I we keep pulling out all the stops, man. People are like, they can't blabber on anymore, and then we're like, why? 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 By episode five, our episode. No, guys, we're not. We promise we won't do that to you. Uh, But tune in next time because we're gonna start interviewing some crazy awesome people. Yeah, and we're excited to give you all the details about just an inside look of college, the crazy world. And prepare for very embarrassing stories. Oh, yeah. We're going to tell embarrassing stories next time, guys. Uh, and I've got some doozies. Same. Samesies. So, tune in. You would get that reference if you watched Letterkenny. Samesies. I don't even get that reference. Oh, Oops, I'm sorry. It's on Hulu. If you're Hulu, please go watch so we're, it. We're, so none of us is sponsored. <laughs> we're not sponsored by Love is Blind or by Letterkenny. But, you know, do yourself a favor. Shout out. Go, go watch it. Yeah. So, All right, guys. Have a good uh, weekend. And... Tune in next Friday. Yes. It'll only get better from here. Teehee.